Good morning. How you guys doing today? Good? Awesome. want to welcome everybody to church today. My name is Andrew. I'm the lead pastor. For those of you who do not know me, want to welcome everybody that's watching us online right now. Thank you so much for tuning in and staying connected to Passionate Life Church. Uh, again, uh, Matt, thank you, but I want to also thank you, uh, everybody that did a car, a trunk uh, yesterday. Man, everybody that, that donated candy uh, and made chili yesterday, thank you so much uh, for participating uh, in our trunk or treat. It was our most successful outreach ever in the history of our church, okay? So thank you so much. When we do things like this, it is a bridge to our community, right? And we, man, I've been praying that, that uh, man, everybody in our community would get saved. Everyone in Littleton would get saved. And this is, this is part of the process of us uh, building bridges. And a couple weeks ago, can you tell that I'm fired up? Come on, I'm coming off a rest. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm getting right into it. Okay, um, a couple weeks ago, I preached on tithing, probably the hardest message you've ever heard on tithing. And it is no coincidence that many people in our church that are getting obedient in their finances and they're coming under an open heaven and they're coming under the floodgates of God that we would have our most successful outreach in the history of our church. And when you start living in obedience in your finances and you're breaking that spirit of mammon off your finances, you begin to live in expectation that God is going to move in your life because you're living in favor, you're living in blessing, and so you live in a different expectation. Come on, I'm, I'm preaching good and I, we haven't even prayed. Come on. I just, man, I was praying this morning on my way to church. I, I, I have no idea uh, what I was going to preach on next week, but I think I, I do, okay? I think I'm going to preach on expectation, that we need to start living in a higher expectation when we're obedient uh, to, to the Word of God. Okay, all right. Last thing before we get into foothold, um, there's a table out in the lobby uh, called Trail Life. Uh, Adam's going to be out there. Trail Life is... Uh, Similar to Boy Scouts, but it uh, has a biblical worldview. It teaches through a biblical worldview. So it does all the, the fun things, the outdoorsy things, the uh, you know, learning survival skills. And it brings dads and sons together, uh, talking about scripture and, and really uh, living life through a biblical worldview. And so we're going to launch that in probably about a month here at Passionate Life Church. And so <clears throat> if you're a dad and you have sons and you want to be part of this, man, go talk to Adam in the lobby. If you're a grandfather and, and you want to do this with your, your grandsons, you can do this also. If you're a single mom and you want your boys to be around godly dads, you can also talk to Adam. They also, you can also uh, bring your boys to that too. Um, we're also hoping that that spurs on uh, some ladies to start Heritage Girls, which is uh, the girl version of, of Trail Life, living through a biblical view. And we're hoping to launch that in January. And you're going to see us as a church more and more uh, talk more about family discipleship. Um, and especially launching into the new year, you're going to hear us talking about more about family discipleship, bringing the family together, uh, letting the parents be the primary disciplers. Um, and, and we just come along you and encourage you in that process. Okay. Awesome. Foothold part eight. This is the last part uh, of this 
series, um, and we've been talking about shutting the doors to the enemy, right? Uh, there, there are things that we open up the doors to, to the enemy uh, knowingly and unknowingly that is just ravaging our hearts and our minds, and it's messing with our marriage and our kids and our, and our workplace and our finances. And so we've been closing the doors to the enemy. Let's look at our launching scripture. I'm actually going to preach on our launching scripture this week. It only took me eight parts to get to it, okay? Ephesians 4, 26 through 27. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. That word foothold in the Greek is tapos. It means a place, region, seat, and opportunity. And so we're just closing these doors. We, we don't want to give... Satan a place. We don't want to give him a region. We don't want to give him a seat. And we certainly don't want to give him an opportunity in our lives to mess with us, right? And so we're just closing these doors to the enemy, okay? Part eight today, the last part, the title of the message today is four hidden footholds that open doors to the enemy. Four hidden footholds that open doors to the enemy. And so before we get into this today, let let me just explain something to you. The devil does not care if you are doing things in your life knowingly or unknowingly, okay, that are allowing him to have access to your hearts and your minds. He doesn't care. It doesn't matter to him that you're doing things. Well, I didn't know. It doesn't matter, okay? He's looking to get a foothold, a place, an opportunity in your life, and it doesn't matter whether you know that you're doing it or not. And so that's why we're talking about four hidden footholds today, Uh, that opens the door to the enemy. Come on, let's pray and we'll get into God's word today. Father, we thank you for this moment. God, this is your moment, Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for everyone that's watching online right now, that you have called them by name. Holy Spirit, we just ask that you'd open our hearts and minds and that we would tune into the understanding of your word, that you've got a word for us today, God. And so we bind and rebuke the enemy away from our hearts and our minds today, that we'd be laser focused on the purpose that you have in store for us today. God, I pray right now in Jesus' name that you'd help me get out of the way, none of me and all of you, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen and amen. Ephesians 4, 26 through 27, the apostle Paul says this, in your anger, do not sin. And so what he's saying here is anger isn't the sin, okay? It's what you do in your anger that becomes the sin. Look at this. He says, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. He says, don't let anger hang around your life. Don't even let a day go by where you're still angry because anger can turn into bitterness. It can turn into hate. And Jesus says he can even turn into murder, okay? That, that, that anger is the seed that gets planted in our hearts that can cause a lot of problems and issues in our life. Uh, I know for us, for uh, Don and I, when we first got married, our first year of marriage, maybe you're a newlywed today, and this is some advice for you, okay? Um, I could, Don got She was, why stopped? She was quicker to get angry about things than me. And I was able to sleep. (laughs) Well, it's first years of marriage, okay? They were rough. And uh, 
2 o'clock in the morning. I get waking up. She's upset with me because I fell asleep. And she's angry. And so now I'm awake. And now I'm angry. It's just some advice, okay? If either of you are angry, don't try to go to sleep. Your spouse is angry, okay? Don't let anger hang around in your life. Put that passage back up real quick. And do not give the devil a foothold. And so what is he saying? Apostle Paul is saying anger, and this is our first point today, can be a hidden foothold in our lives. If we don't take care of anger, right, it can become a foothold in our life. And and anger in itself isn't a sin because Jesus got angry. He, he He got righteously angry at the people in the temple and he he cleaned out the temple not once but twice okay it's what we do in the anger that creates the sin okay and and you know unresolved anger and frustration that we sit in that is the problem and so we need to stop making emotional decisions and saying things out of our emotion okay and so we just need to be self-aware, okay? We need to be self-aware of what is happening, okay, to our emotions when we start to get hot, especially uh, some of us who come from, from generational, uh, you know, of angry people. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's, there's this real thing where, where yeah, I know in my family, we have a long line of generational uh, of men being angry, okay? And so they're, they're, we just need to be self-aware. Um, some of you need to start putting yourself in a timeout, okay? You start feeling angry, okay? And, and before you say something, okay, that, that really is detrimental to your life, go put yourself in a timeout, okay? If you're at work, go take a walk. We just need to be self-aware that Satan is using our anger to cause a foothold in our hearts and minds, but also other people around us. James says this. I'm going to put the passage. James 1, 19 through 20 says this. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. He says, like, this is the formula, okay, to not get angry. Be quick to listen, okay? Don't be so quick to mouth off, okay? Don't, don't be so quick, right, to say something when you're talking to anyone, okay? Be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Why? Because human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires, and so we need to be self-aware, especially if, if you know, you're prone to getting angry quickly over certain things. We need to be conscious that Satan is trying to get a foothold in our hearts with anger because when we let anger hang around, it can turn into something really, really detrimental to our life, to our marriage, to our kids, to, to our finances, all types of things. So we need to be self-aware of that because it's not what God, it's not what righteousness, anger, human anger does not produce what God is looking for, okay? Human anger does not produce the fruit of the Holy Spirit, amen? Okay, awesome. Point number two, the second hidden foothold uh, 
hidden foothold that opens the door to the enemy. Number two is participating in occultic activities. Most of us in this room today, you you're, 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 call yourself a Christian, right? You're moving towards that. You're watching online. You're, you're watching because you're a follower of Jesus. And so this is your response to me. Pastor, I would never participate in an occultic activity, okay? Satan does not care. Again, I'm going to go back to this. Whether you participate knowingly or unknowingly in an occultic activity. Okay? He doesn't care. He doesn't care. Oh, I was innocent. I didn't know. That does not matter. We're still opening up the door to the enemy. We're still giving a foothold to the enemy by participating in these things, even if we don't know we're participating in these things. Okay? So let me give you some context into the passage we're jumping into. The Lord is speaking to Moses, and he's saying, look, Moses, I'm going your, your, to give my people a promised land. It's going to be awesome. Okay? but I need them to keep the promised land, okay? And, and, and they can't act like all the other tribes and, 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 and the country. They, I don't want them to act like anybody else. And so I want them to keep the promised land. And so I need to give them some rules, okay, to keep the promised land. And there's some things that are really uh, an abomination to me. There's some things that are really detestable for me that I want my people to stay away from, okay? So let's read it. Deuteronomy 18 9 through 12. When you enter the land the Lord your God has given you, be very careful not to imitate the detestable customs of the nations living there. Okay, so these things are detestable to the Lord. Okay, and I don't know about you, but I don't want to do anything that might be detestable to the Lord. He says this, for example, never sacrifice your son or daughter as a burnt offering. This was a common practice during this time. Other nations of the world would, would bring their, their babies and put them on an altar, uh, specifically to Moloch. Okay, there was the god of, of Moloch that they would sacrifice their children to and they would burn them alive. Okay, I know that's horrific uh, sounding today, but this is what happened. They would, they would burn their children alive thinking that this god would give them blessing, would give them favor, uh, would give them prosperity, would give them health. Okay, and, and the Lord is saying, like, this custom is detestable for me. Do not follow of sacrificing your children, okay, um, like these other nations, okay? And, and, and you're sitting here today, well, pastor, I would never be part of a nation that would sacrifice children. Unfortunately, we are. Okay, unfortunately, we are. Some 63 million children have been killed through abortion, okay? And that's why we're, man, that's why we have a bundle of joy, and that's why we're on the front lines, you know, going to Planned Parenthood, uh, you know, speaking life, praying over these places, because I don't know about you, I don't want to stand before the Lord and, and, and him say, why, why didn't you care about this issue? Like, you knew that it was detestable for me, and you did nothing and so that's why as a church, that, that, that is why the church, we're, we're, we have this initiative, initiative with, with Bundle of Joy because we, we believe that this is very similar, what they were doing during this time, sacrificing the children, and what we're doing uh, today. And to say nothing and do nothing, we're just as guilty, okay? If we don't say something, especially for the most vulnerable population 
in the world. They have no voice for themselves, okay? And do not let your people practice fortune telling. Well, pastor, I would never do that, okay? Um, If you've ever played with tarot cards, okay, that's fortune telling. Uh, Just recently, I read an article this week that there is a, I don't know what state it was, I think it was New York, Um, there was a kindergarten teacher they were having a harvest fest, and she was teaching them how to read tarot cards. That's what she was doing uh, in her classroom, okay? This is what's happening across uh, America, um, is these detestable things are being brought into our communities, into our schools, and who's the target is kids, okay? Our children are being targeted in all of these things that I'm going to talk about today that are detestable to the, the Lord. Okay, so if you've ever, you know, done tarot cards, I mean, this is, this is fortune telling. The Lord says, don't do these things or use sorcery. You're like, pastor, I would never use sorcery. Okay, the Greek word for sorcery is the same word for pharmacy that we use today. Okay, which means drugs. And you look at the drug problem that we have in our country today. It's one of the the biggest killers. So many people are are addicted to drugs today, more than ever before, because it's so accessible. Why? Because it's attached to sorcery. I mean, you look at the the psychedelic drugs that are are out there in our states, trying to make them legal, of course. We're trying to make them legal. And, And it's attached to sorcery. And here's a sentence that you won't hear very often um, from any pastor in the country, okay? When I was tripping on acid, (laughs) I only did it once, okay? That's all I needed to do. And man, I took it. First 15, 20 minutes were great, wonderful. I knew I had given myself over to something, that I wasn't supposed to be feeling this way. I literally entered a spirit realm and it was this tug of war for for me. Just my mind, like demons wanted my mind and it was just 12 hours, okay? 12 hours of just this constant spiritual battle of not giving my mind over to these, these spirits, these demons that were trying to get me to do all types of weird things. And so the Lord is like, this is detestable. Taking these psychedelic drugs that make you go out of your mind, like you're actually literally giving yourself over to spirits, to, to demons. You, you're, you're, you're giving them permission to mess with your heart and your mind. And so if you've done these things before, I want to encourage you, man, renounce these things today. Man, that's what I had. I had to renounce a lot of things, okay, when I came to Jesus. And, and God was so merciful and graceful to me. Man, he, he instantly removed that desire to do drugs from me instantly the moment I came to Jesus. And now we serve a God of power Okay, man, if you're struggling with addiction today, man, we serve a God of power. Man, he can, re- he can remove that in an instant. Amen? Come on. So, uh, sorcery isn't just some wizard doing sorcery. No, 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 it's, it's drugs, okay? Um, this is how Satan gets to us. And we see this all across our country today. Interpret omens. Well, Pastor, I, I wouldn't ever interpret omens. Okay, this is horoscopes, okay? Stop reading horoscopes, Okay? Stop doing it. You're opening up a door. Well, it's so innocent. Remember what I said earlier. Satan doesn't care if you know what you're doing. You are opening your heart and your mind up to 
demons. You're opening up a foothold if you're reading horoscopes. Stop doing it. It's detestable to the Lord. Guys, don't get mad at me, okay? Like, I say this all the time. Like, you think I make these things up? Like, I'm not making, this is the Lord. This is God. He's saying that these things are detestable, not Pastor Andrew, okay? This is, um, we're just reading scripture today and I'm interpreting it for you. Engage in witchcraft. Witchcraft. Pastor, I would never do that. Would ever engage in witchcraft. Remember what I said earlier. Satan doesn't care if you're doing it knowingly or unknowingly, okay? Witchcraft has become so normalized in our society. And we're going to talk about it in my next point, but I want, to, I want to brush on it today. If you've ever played with a Ouija board, okay, that's something that you need to renounce, okay? Uh, I have, we have Christian friends who, who played with Ouija boards as, as, as teenagers, and, and they said their life was messed up for years until they renounced it, until they got deliverance from those things that they just opened up in, in their heart. My guys, spiritual warfare is real. Like, like the spirit realm is real. And these things like Ouija boards, they open ourselves up to demons to attach them. So you're basically welcoming them in. If you've ever done a seance, if you've ever been uh, you know, part of that, man, you, you, you need to get prayer today if you've never been delivered for some of that things. You know, some of your, maybe your addictions or, 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 or uh just some of your mindsets that, that are just really negative, maybe your depression that you're in today can be attached for something that you opened yourself up to years ago and you never dealt with it, okay? Um, and, and so I want to encourage you, we need to get delivered from some of these things that we've opened up ourselves to. The other thing, um, and, and again, I'm going to talk about this more in, in my point number, number three, but we, we open ourselves up to, to all different forms of things because it's cultural, right? Um, and to, tomorrow is Halloween, okay? I'm gonna ruin some of your Halloween tomorrow, okay? Listen, I'm just giving you information. You can do whatever you want with this information. It, it is your life. You can make the decisions you want. I'm just giving you information, okay? The, the uh, uh, I don't know if he's a priest, the leader, of the satanic church. Um, he made a statement recently. He says, I am so thankful that Christian parents allow their children to worship the devil once a year. Now, I don't know, like, is he just saying that to get over on us? Do you know what I mean? He thinks he's getting one. I don't know. Okay, but he said it. Okay. And so let me just tell you a story for what happened to us last year as we were trick-or-treating. Um, we let the kids trick-or-treat, go house to house, dress up. It was a blast. They were having fun. It was Blast for us parents watching them run from house to house, right? And, and you know, try to get as much candy as possible. Um, but something happened last year as we're going house to house. And I don't know which home it was. It's probably multiple homes uh, that we went to. But um, after, we, after we got done trick-or-treating, both my boys had horrific nightmares that night. Um, and Jude had it for a couple days. Uh, we, we prayed over them. We anointed them with oil. We anointed the house with oil. We anointed every door. Like, I mean, we went through the whole house um, because we realized we had opened ourselves up to something. Um, we gave them permission um, by, by going door to door to people's homes. Guys, you, we have no idea what is going on in people's houses, okay? And this is just our story, okay? Jude got over it pretty quick, but Zeke did not. 
I mean, we're, we're talking nightmare. We're talking, uh, you know, nightmares and, and, and just screaming at night for months. This happened for months. Um, and then eventually, man, <laughs> we broke this thing, whatever this thing attached to him. And so for us and our family, we're not going to do it anymore, okay? Because we had this experience and we just realized, man, this is not worth it, okay? This is not worth it. Um, and, and so that's for us and what we do for our home. We don't want to open ourselves up to anything. And this is our experience. And so I'm just giving you that information and you can do what you want with it, okay? All right, next point. Where, where, where are we at here? Detestable. All right, spells. Thank you. Uh, or spell, casting spells. Guys, casting spells is real. Did you know you can go into Marshalls, Marshalls, and buy a starter witchcraft set, okay, that teaches you how to cast spells? It, it, they package it like, like a holiday gift, right? Here's a holiday gift, you know. And again, it's geared towards children, okay? It's geared towards children. Casting spells or, or function as mediums or psychics, if you've ever gone to a medium and psychic, Man, you, you need to really just renounce those, those things uh, or, or call forth the spirits of the dead. If you don't think that's real, there's actually a passage in Scripture that they show that you can actually do this, okay? And the Lord's like, this is detestable to me. Guys, the spirit realm is real. Things are happening right now in this moment that we can't see, but it's just as real as the realm that we're living in to today. Okay, anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. It is because the other nations have done these detestable things that the Lord your God will drive them out ahead of you. God's like, these are detestable, and so I'm going to allow you to destroy them. I'm going to drive them out because I don't want you doing these detestable things, okay? Point number three, the third uh, hidden foothold that opens the door uh, to the enemy is entertainment. Look at the, five, the first five letters of that word, enter. What are we allowing to enter into us? By what we're watching, what we're listening? What, is, what are we allowing to enter into our homes? Are you watching horror movies? Pornography? Movies that normalize witchcraft? Selena Gomez just came out this week and, and she's doing a documentary or... I don't know what she's doing. She's doing something, but it's her journey into witchcraft. And she's, she used to be a Christian. She used to be a Christian, but she's like just, she's getting caught up. And, and there's, there's a thing called witch talk now. Uh, on TikTok, it's, it's part of TikTok, but it's called witch talk. There's over a billion views on witch talk, okay? And it's all about witchcraft. It's all about normalizing witchcraft, um, and, and that's what things that were detestable to us, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago that we would never imagine that are happening have now become normalized because this is what Satan does. He desensitizes us from the spirit realm, from witchcraft, from, from sorcery and from all of these things. And it just gets worse from one generation to the next. Because if one generation tolerate, tolerates it, it just, it becomes normalized into the next one. Okay. And so this is, what, this is what's happening. And, and, and even, you know, we talk about pornography. Even the world is waking up that pornography is not good. And, and that it literally creates new pathways in your brain. It changes your brain structure when you watch pornography. Horror movies. The whole point of a horror movie is to make you afraid. 
We're not supposed to have the spirit of fear. And I love people tell me all the time, they, they tell me, oh, pastor, horror movies don't, uh, you know, they don't affect me at all. Yet, you can't go to sleep with the light off at night. Oh, they don't affect me. You hear one little sound at night and you're like, where's the bat? Well, they don't affect me, right? Like the whole point is, is of horror movies is to put the spirit of fear in your heart. And God says, I haven't given you a spirit of fear. And so you're, by watching these movies, you are opening up your, your heart and your mind to the spirit of fear. Movies that normalize witchcraft, uh, horrific violence, and just plain evil movies. Um, there's, and again, these, these movies that, that normalize witchcraft, they're, they're almost always focused on children, okay? Look, I, I, I don't know, some of you are just, whatever. Harry Potter, okay? It's normalizing witchcraft, okay? Like, I know some of you love Harry Potter. You're fans of Harry Potter. You read the books. You watch the movies. I've never done any of those things. But I just know their target audience is children, and it's to normalize witchcraft for them, okay? There, there's this other movie called The Craft, okay? It, it was done in the uh, 90s, okay? And it's about these, these teenagers that get bullied, and they get into witchcraft to cast spells on people, and, and it's, it's, it's for a good reason, right? They do it for a good reason, and they quickly understand that um, once they're in, they can't get out, Okay? And so they redid that movie in 2020, okay? They redid this movie in 2020 called The Craft. And they literally had real witches come on set and cast spells and do incantations with the actors, okay? And they were like showing this, like this was awesome. Look how authentic our movie is, okay? And so when I talk about movies, we have no idea what the actors or what the directors or what the producers are into and what is influencing them to make these movies, okay? And that's just one movie that we know about, okay? That is literally bringing real witches in to cast spells and, and what is being translated through the screen. Horrific violence. Man, this is all to desensitize us from real violence. Uh, and, and just movies that are just plain evil, right, about exorcists and, and all this stuff. Like, like, why would we, guys, that is entering into our hearts, in our minds, in our soul. It is entering into our homes. Psalms 101.3 says this, I will refuse to look at anything vile and vulgar. I hate all who deal crookedly. I will have nothing to do with them. So I want to I talk about pornography just for a few minutes this morning, okay? Because I feel like it's important that we talk about it. And if you need help with, with pornography, we have a group called Conquer. Uh, Matt Brown would love to talk to you after service. You can email him. We know the, the, the privacy of that. You can email them him um, uh, if you want. He would love to, to have a conversation with you because we know it's a real issue, okay, for, for people today, okay? Because it's so accessible. And so let, let me just... Let me just speak on it for a moment because it's such a huge problem in our society. And there was a, a guy who was a leader of God's people, okay? And he had supernatural strength. His name was Samson, okay? He was the leader of God's people, okay? Supernatural strength. But he had an issue. What was his issue? Lust. He liked to look at pretty girls, okay? Specifically, this one called Delilah, okay? But 
He was so blinded by lust, by looking at pretty things, that he didn't see what was behind Delilah. What was behind Delilah? The enemy. Man, when we're looking at those pretty, pretty images on the, on, on the screen, what is behind those pretty images is the enemy. And the same, the same purpose that the enemy had for Samson is the same purpose that the enemy has for us. He wants to do two things. He wants to take our strength and he wants to take our vision. Because what happens to Samson when he gives over to this lust and he tells Delilah what, what his secret of his strength is, what happens? The enemy takes his strength. And then what does the enemy do? The enemy plucks his eyes out. Okay? Through pornography, the enemy wants to take our strength. He wants to take our vision. And then for the rest of Samson's life, he was attached to a grinding mill, which was usually a job for an animal, but he's attached to the grinding mill and he went in circles, grinding for the rest of his life. That's what pornography does. It puts us in a grinding mill and has us going into this cycle of sin over and over and over again. Why? Because it removes our strength and it removes our vision. And so I, I want to talk about that today because it's part of entertainment. And if you need help with that, we want to help you on that journey. We've seen so many men been, been delivered and been set free from, from pornography. Um, and, and all through the Conquer series, it just really, it's a, just a great time for men to, to be together and to be vulnerable and, and, and talk about something that is a real issue in our society today, okay? Awesome. Uh, point number four, we need, need, we need to hustle, okay? Point number four. Uh, yoga and Eastern meditation. Okay, this is, <laughs> there's no such thing as Christian yoga, okay? And, and let me just read some quotes for you this morning, okay? Uh, from the Hindu American Foundation. Go ahead and put it up. This is what they say about yoga. Today, yoga is largely misunderstood to be and is practiced primarily as asana, which is physical posture, which is physical activity. While practicing asana for improved health is perfectly acceptable, it is not the goal or purpose of yoga. Yoga is part of the Hindu religion. One of the, when they, you do those poses, you are worshiping one of their false gods. You cannot separate yoga from physical activity. Now, it's never been a temptation for me because I hate stretching. Come on, somebody. I stretch once a week before softball on Mondays. That's, that's about it. But it, it, it's, that's not what, why yoga was created. And, and we've just, and, and again, you can take this information, you do whatever you want with it, okay? But I'm telling you right now, you are opening yourself up to spirits and things that you don't want to open yourself up by doing yoga, okay? This is from one of their gurus, okay? This is what one of their gurus say. And this is from their website. By using it, yoga for physical practice is no good, of no use. There's a lot of sweating, pushing, and heavy breathing for nothing. The spiritual aspect, which is beyond the physical, is the purpose of yoga. When the nervous system is purified, when your mind rests in the Atman, the self, then you can experience the true greatness of yoga. Joyce, that's the guru. Like, this is what they're saying. Like, this is what yoga is. Okay, it's a spiritual experience, and and it's got attachment to, to Buddhism too, and and um, and you can't separate that. I mean, we think we can separate it, and by having classes and, and all types of things, but it's it, you can't separate something like that that was formed to worship false gods. 
All right, let's talk about Easter meditation, and then um, I, I, w- I want to end with one image, and then we're going uh, to pray and we're going to respond, okay? Real quick, Easter meditation empties the mind, okay? Biblical meditation fills the mind and spirit with God's Word. Scripture tells us to meditate, but not Easter meditation where it's emptying, okay? It's not about emptying. It's about filling us with, with God's Word. Easter meditation focuses on self, right? You becoming God, not on Jesus. We should be focusing our life when we meditate on Jesus and the Word of God. The third thing, Easter meditation is only escapism. We don't need to escape from our troubles. By faith, we will walk through them, counting it all joy, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. We're not... We're not supposed to be doing anything that, that empties our mind, that detaches us from reality. No, God wants us to be in reality. God wants us to, to meditate on his word, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, not emptied of God's spirit and letting other spirits in, right? We're supposed to be filled with the Holy Spirit, okay? We need to stop doing these things. Just, 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 just stop. Again, it's your choice, okay? Your, your choice to do them or not, Okay? I want to leave you with this image in your mind, and I believe the Lord gave me this, this image this week. Uh, we went to the zoo last week, um, and I was just looking at these hungry lions. Um, it was before feeding time, and I'm like, whoa, like there's something there that, that God's people needs to see. And, and so before I, I show you this, this, this video, I want you to think about, okay, your home, okay? If there were hungry lions surrounding your home. How careful would you be to make sure that every door was closed? Not just closed, locked. Peter, the apostle Peter says, our enemy is like a roaring lion looking who he can devour. Go ahead and play that video clip. outside your home, you would make sure that your doors were locked, your windows were locked. So some of you would be moving furniture in front of the door. Set this up. Yet, we let these things into our lives on a daily basis. Knowingly and unknowingly. We're not protecting our homes. We're not protecting our hearts. We're not protecting our marriages. We're not protecting our children. We're not protecting our finances. We're not protecting our lives. But this is what the enemy looks like. I know we can't see it, but this is what he's, he's waiting for a door to be left open in our lives. And then he's going to storm in like a hungry lion. And Satan doesn't care why that door is open. He's looking to devour us. Devour your marriage. Devour your children. 
devour your life, devour your career, devour your finances. That's his goal, is to devour. And he doesn't care how that door is left open, but it's left open. Come on, church. Come on, families. Let's start closing the doors to the enemy. Come on, this is the path to true freedom in our hearts, in our minds, in our homes. Come on, let's bow our heads and close our eyes today. Maybe you'd say this morning, Pastor, I've never said yes to Jesus. I need to say yes to him this morning. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If that's you, just slip up a hand today. I just want to pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. Yep, you can slip it up and just put it down. Thank you, God. And I would just ask this morning as a church, we'd help those making the greatest decision of their life today. And just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on the cross. And I ask this morning that you would forgive me of all my sins, that you would come into my life and be my Lord and King. And from this day forward, I will follow you and I will close the doors to the enemy. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give them a hand clap today. Heaven is rejoicing.